welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word concerning holiness. Baptize my mind with wisdom from on high. Father, I thank you that my mouth serves righteousness. I speak not as a mere man, but I speak as the oracles of God. I thank you that you give me the tongue of the learned, that I may speak to him or she, to, to him and her. Um, they that are weary. I thank you for seizing my words with grace. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto your sight, O Lord. I thank you that my words will etch your truth in their hearts and it will echo all the way into eternity. And Father, I thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. I thank you we crave and we covet the gifts of the Spirit. We thank you for every salvation. We thank you for every baptism in the Holy Spirit. We thank you for every person joining our church. We thank you for healing taking place. And Father, we vow to give you, give you glory. Take none for ourselves, none unto us. Not unto us, but unto your name give glory. And so, Father, I thank you. Grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. I thank you, Father, for supernatural divine utterance. I connect my tongue to my spirit, and I thank you for utterance. Oh, thank you, Father. We praise you. Come on, lift up those hands and let's thank God for his word. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you, Father. It is the word that you sanctify us with to make us holy, Father. And we give your name, glory and honor in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to talk about fighting for a holy heart. Everybody say fighting for a holy heart. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Leviticus chapter 11. Leviticus chapter 11. Look at that. Fighting for a holy heart. That's really good. Uh, Leviticus chapter 11. Let's look at verses 45 and 46. Let me know that the word of all of the word of God is what we need. So we're actually going to start with verse 44. Luke, Leviticus chapter 11, verse 44 and 45 says this. For I am the Lord, your God. I mean, who's whose God do you serve? Amen. Is the Lord your God? That's a good question. Who's on the Lord's side? <laughs> um, for I am the Lord, your God. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy. And then say, try to be holy. It says, be holy. How I many know we just got to be? <laughs> be holy, for I am holy. You should not defile yourselves with any swarming thing that crawls on the ground. For I am the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy for I am holy. We can even take the spiritual application of verse 44. In anything that's crawling on the ground, anything that is it should be, it's illegal to be in your life. Glory to God. So today we're going to talk about fighting for a holy heart. As we think about the word holy or heart, excuse me, the word heart is mentioned a little less than a thousand times in the Bible. That's a lot. 
The word heart is mentioned over and over from Genesis to Revelation under a thousand times. So I do think we need to think about our hearts. The heart is the core of who we are. Another definition or another view of the heart is the inner being. And, and if you have your Bibles, go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're talking about fighting for a holy heart. Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you're full of, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. And I know people say, only God knows my heart. Uh, if I get around you just a little bit and hear you talk, I can tell what's in your heart. So I don't have to have a spiritual gift to recognize what's going on in a person's heart. If you just listen to the words of their mouth, you'll know what's in their heart, what's prevailing in their heart. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 6, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Um, this right here is very unique. It, as we think about Deuteronomy 6, it's a powerful passage, especially in light of um, crowns de baby dedication. Um, the Lord our God is really saying the Lord our God is one Lord. The Lord is our God. Or another way to say is the Lord is the one or the Lord is one. The Lord alone. That's what it kind of means. It's not talking about um, that. Um, it's really attacking that the thought of many different gods, but one God. Let's look at verse five. You shall love the Lord your God with all your what? With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might or strength. God is a God that doesn't want just part of our hearts. He wants all of it. And what happens is we give our hearts to other people. When we need to practice giving all of our heart to the Lord. Verse six says this, in these words that I command you, Today shall be on your heart. The word of God, one way that we love the Lord with all of our hearts is by putting his word on our hearts. In order to have a holy heart, you have to be the Lord totally. Some people have good hearts. How many know some, some people have good hearts? You know, they're just good people. You don't have to be saved to be a good person. Amen. There, there's some, there's sometimes I've met some people who weren't saved or who were, have better hearts than those who were saved. So being saved does not guarantee you to have a good heart, but it positions you to have a holy heart. You can't have a holy heart without Jesus or the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to be in our hearts and his job is to make our hearts holy. To love the Lord with all your being is to etch his word on our hearts. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 17, verse 17, which is really the Lord's prayer. Um, the high priestly prayer of Jesus is like this. Uh, your word, Lord, sanctify your, these disciples through your word. So God sanctifies us. He makes us holy through his word. Isn't that good news? When we read the Bible, the Bible is a reminder that God exists. When we read the word of God and study the scriptures, it's not for God's benefit. 
It's for our benefit. When we come to church, we come to church for our benefit. We pray for our, are you listening to me? It does not move God because we read our Bibles and come to church, but it moves us in a position to be sanctified and set apart for him. To fight for a holy heart, we must, again, put his word in our hearts. Go with me to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. It's a wonderful passage. We, we have in the youth actually read Psalm 119. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. And Psalm 119, all, all of it refers to the word of God. So verse 11, Psalm 119, verse 11 says this. It says, I have stored up your word in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against you. We put God's word. How many know that it's good to, to store away some money? As, as Dave Ramsey says, for a rainy day. He tells you, give a, get $1,000. If you don't have any savings in, it, in your account, take $1,000 and put it aside for a rainy day. Store it up. How many know that it's good to store up God's word in our hearts? One day, we're going to need that word. And God uses the word to keep us. And that word will begin to deal with our hearts. John 15, verse 3 says, um, we're clean or cleansed through the words of Jesus. So God's word cleanses our heart. Sometimes our hearts can become deceptive. We are even like Jacob, deceiving. Sometimes our heart can tell us lies. You can't trust your heart if you don't have his word in it. Sometimes people say, follow your heart. But I say, only follow your heart if it's been, if it's been born again. And it has the word of God actively in it. Not just um, past tense, but it's present. It's, you're, you're, you're not like you were filled with his word, but you are being filled with his word. His word cleanses that heart. The, Jeremiah says the heart is wicked. And, 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 and who can trust it? Don't just go based on your heart. I just, you know, I'm in love but you're in love with somebody else's spouse. That's the problem. So you can't just go based on your heart. You know, I'm just going to do what's in my heart. The only way you can do or that what's in your heart that is pleasing to God is if that word is working in it. Because that word will change that heart. Ezekiel says that when we, when, before we got born again, that God will give us a new heart. To be saved is not to be religious. It is to have a heart transplant to have a surgery. The Holy Spirit takes our hearts and he removes the heart of wickedness and he places a heart of flesh, a heart that is receptive to God, a heart that is prepared for the glory of God. David said in Psalm 51, he says, after he sinned, greatly sinned against God, he says, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Your heart can be dirty just like your body can be dirty. If you're around um, um, cussing people all the time, your heart could get filled up with that. If you're around people who are angry, upset, your heart can be filled with that. 
If you're constantly looking at movies and different things, violence, your heart could be filled up with that. So let me give you an example of this, a, a story that happened this week. Um, for some of y'all who don't know, I served as a substitute at Perth Amboy High School. And so this week was a week of hell. Everybody say a week of hell. <laughs> I prayed. I, I was in the word of God. And, 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 and I was just, it was a week of hell for me. And so there was a, um, a young man um, who, who came in my class. And, and the first thing he did is turn off the light. And, and I don't like the lights out. God is a God of light. And he doesn't dwell in darkness. And so he decided to turn one of the lights off. And I said, no, we're not turning the light off. And he said, you do this everywhere you go. Always turn on the light. I said, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's me. I'm guilty. And then he says, you're just, um, you know, you don't, you don't run no things, no nothing around here. I said, when I'm subbing, I am the, I'm in charge. I said, I, he said, you ain't, you ain't even charging anything. I said, when I'm subbing, my rules go. He said, well, the teachers don't do it. I said, I don't care what your teacher does. I, I said, I'm the teacher now. <laughs> and you, you're, you're subject to what my rules are. And so um, he decided he was upset and going off and, and just basically um, decided to pick a fight with me. And I, and I was like, and, and I can feel my heart. My heart was rising. And, and all the mafia movies that I looked at. I think BMF. Y'all don't know about BMF. Uh, or a raising Cain. Uh, Cain was coming forth. Uh, Abel was gone. <laughs> My heart had killed Abel and Cain was coming forth. And I just thought, oh God, I'm going to jail today. Oh God, I'm going to be all over the news. Today is the day of judgment for this young man. And so he was like, you 33 year old man. And I was like, oh my, I received that. Thank God. 33. He thought he was doing an injustice to me. I said, oh, you think I'm 33? All right. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for you. I've been taking boxing and everything. I'm ready for you. And so he, I said, get out of my classroom. He said, I ain't going nowhere. I said, you going to leave here? He said, I ain't going nowhere, mister. And so I, I called security. I picked up and dialed security. They didn't even answer. and went right to the voicemail. So what I did is I capped. I lied. I said, um, I got this young man here who's rebellious. I need you to come and get him right now. And it just went into the voicemail. <laughs> and he got his stuff and took off. And then he came back with security, an older, um, precious woman. And she says, Mr., please let him back in your classroom. I said, yeah, he can come back. And he, his friend was trying to come in. I said, you don't belong here. He said, but my, the teacher always lets me in there. I said, I don't care. I, he said, this ain't right. I said, please go to the principal. I beg you and tell them Dwayne L. Wright just kicked you out of his classroom. I ask you, please do me a favor and go to the principal. And he stormed off. So that happened one day. <laughs> the next day, we had a young lady come in and she was on the phone and she was talking. She was like, yakking, 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 yakking. I said, ma'am, please get off the phone. I was real nice. I said, please get off the phone. She's like, yeah, just ignore me. And she, she, I said, you got to get off the phone. <laughs> She's still yelling. Yeah, you know, you know. I said, Tiffany, her name's Tiffany. I said, Tiffany, get off the phone. Don't be calling my name out. <laughs> I thought Madea was coming alive. <laughs> I wanted to pull her hair and call her a heifer. I said, oh, no, Lord, I'm about to go to jail. 
I'm about to lose my job. I said, oh, I, I just, I began to imagine me taking her hair and, and swinging her around and stuff. And all, this is all going in the preacher's heart. And I, and I said, Lord, I said, Lord, help me. Oh, God, I'm about to go to jail. Lord, she, and oh, she, she's getting me upset. Oh, I started praying in tongues under my breath. Oh, come make send the bomb. Oh, oh, I started resisting the devil inside. I said, devil, you got to go because I'm about to get this woman. So I call, I, I call the security again and they answer the security. They answer this time. I said, this young lady is being rebellious and she's on her phone. Please come and get her right now. Either she has to go or I have to go. I need you to come as soon as possible. She said, he, he said, Mr. Wright, we'll, we'll send right away. They never came. But she did get off the phone. So that was the other day. So the last day, which was Friday. So um, I'm, I'm in an ESL class. And, 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 and so they just think that I'm part of them. They think I'm capping. They think I know Spanish. I only know a couple words. Uno. <laughs> I know. And nombre de Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I know that. And so they, sometimes they, they in nombre. Nombre. Yeah, okay, nombre, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then I also, Gloria Adios. I raised my hand, so I just don't know those, those a little bit because I went on a mission trip, me and Sister Angel. <laughs> That's the only reason I know that, we were in Mexico. Uh, with 20 kids, <laughs> glory to God, I almost lost my religion there too. Um, so um, I, side, side story, there was a young man who decided to, to play around and hit me on top of the head on that mission trip. And I said, ah, oh Lord. Oh, my pastor's about to fire me. I'm about to get the church sued. I said, you hit me one more time. I will beat you, record it, go back to the States and look at, with, look at the video with your parents and eat popcorn. I said, do it one more time. I ask you, please do it. That's the mafia. Please do it so I can record this because I'm going to beat you. Um, and uh, so he stopped. <laughs> but anyway, so coming back to Perth Boy 2024. So this... So I'm playing Uno and, 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 and they speak in Spanish and I'm playing and, and you know, they, they playing and, and we playing and we're having fun. And I seeing teachers looking over like, oh, what is he doing? And this same teacher a couple of weeks ago said, oh, he got a fan club. Like, like look at me, looking down at me. I said, I don't care. I don't care. Just hate on me. You know, and so I'm playing Uno and we having fun. And then uh, the, the kids, this is what they do right before the bell. They usually leave and and, and just leave, right? They're supposed to leave at the bell. So they decided to, half of the class got up and left. And all of a sudden, a teacher did a beeline, came right in the classroom and yelled at me in front of the kids. And so I said, oh, oh I'm about to go to jail again. I said, and I just imagine me picking up a chair and hitting him upside his bald head. And I said, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And he just, he was yelling, half of your class is out there. And I just looked at him. I said, oh, Lord, how oh, he's yelling at me, Jesus. And then, and then he's like, uh, and then I'm looking at all the other classes. The kids are doing the same thing. He said, they're just doing that because you, your students left. And I was just like, oh, God. He yelled at me, and I'm upset. And so I just, I just softly said, oh, oh, oh. He, said, he said, next time, just get in the way and, and don't let them leave. And I said, okay, just like that. And then he, he came down to my level. He stopped yelling and came down. The Bible is true. He said, the Bible says, a soft word turns away wrath. I took that, that wrath of that man 
through the word that I say, just okay, and the tone, I control the whole atmosphere. It's called emotional intelligence. I said, I'm going to control my emotions, and I'm going to control his emotions. And I said, oh, oh okay. And, and I said, oh, and, and he, got, he got out of there because I was like, hmm, what shall I say on Monday morning? Praise God. Amen. <laughs> so we got to fight for a pure heart. Amen. We got to fight for a pure heart. You should pray for your teachers. Amen. All the teachers, they need grace. They need more money. I realize the system is broken. It's, it's tore up from the floor up. No wonder people are going to charter schools and private school because it's a mess. I didn't know what a mess you were facing. And I was just like, oh, God, this it, it just, it's going to take Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father, and all the angels get this mess together. There needs to be a reform, a revival, an educational revival. Something needs to be done. I know one of the teachers are leaving. They're leaving. Glory to God. We got to hide that word in our heart because when we hide it in our hearts, in a time of need, the Holy Spirit will bring that word to us and remind us to obey it. That's how we can have a clean heart. Second Chronicles, real quick. As I, leave, as, I, as I close, 2 Chronicles chapter 16. 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 says this. 2 Chronicles chapter 16. Thank you, Lord. 16 verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. So God's, eye, God's eyes are going all over the earth. He's looking for something specifically. Let's look at it. He says, to give strong support, everybody say strong support, to those whose heart is blameless or those whose heart is perfect towards him. You have done, you have done foolishly in this, for from now on, you will have wars. God is looking for holy hearts. He is even searching this room and he's looking at the intent of your heart. The Bible says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can divide even your soul and your spirit and the marrows of the bones. And it goes into the intent of the heart. God knows our heart. And he's looking to see whose heart I can support. Whose heart I can give a desire to and bring that desire to pass. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thought I was, I thought I was hearing sounds from heaven. <laughs> um, Matthew 5, verse 8 says, the pure in the heart shall see the Lord. Uh, Psalm 19, verse 8 says, the word of God makes the heart glad and pure. Um, Psalm 24, verses 3 to 5 says, the pure heart shall encounter the presence of God. I mean, how many don't want to have a pure heart so that you, your holy heart so that we can encounter God's presence. Psalm 73 verse one says, those with a pure heart will experience and see the goodness of God in ways those without want. Psalm 73 verse one. Proverbs 16 verse two, it says, it is the Lord who weighs our motives. Philippians chapter one verses nine through 11 um, is a prayer. It says that we will have a pure heart, holy heart in the day of the Lord. What matters is our hearts now and in the day of the Lord. Psalm 40, so, I mean, Philippians chapter four, verse eight says, we must think pure thoughts. 
1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, it says the aim of, of doctrine from the word is, is from a pure heart. And 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, says surround yourself with people who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So your heart matters. Let me give you six ways to fight for a holy heart. Six ways. Go with me to Hosea, Hosea chapter 10, Hosea chapter 10. Glory to God. Um, my heart changed towards the first young man that when I was in that classroom, I just prayed in the spirit under my breath. I took authority over my emotions. And I said, you know what? He, 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 he's, there's something lacking in his life. And I, I have to live in such a way that will provoke his mind to ask of the hope that I possess. So Hosea chapter 10, verse 12 says this. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12 says, Sow for yourselves righteousness and reap steadfast love. Break up your fallow ground, for it is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. Speaking of personal revival. Um, my first step into, or it's not necessarily in steps, but my first um, how to fight for a holy heart is to break up the fallow ground in your heart. Break up that ground that is hard. What areas of your life that you have hardened your heart towards the things of God? For example, unforgiveness. God cannot take a heart and make it holy if it's in unforgiveness. That means that we need to be quick to forgive. I mean, forgive everybody. Forgive the person that molested you. Forgive the person that said negative things about you. Forgive the backbiter. Forgive that husband that walked out on you or that wife that walked out on you. Forgive that mom who favors one child over another. Forgive that boss who refuses to give you a raise. Forgive those people in your neighborhood who will constantly let their dog poop on your yard. Forgiveness. Forgive the president who, who, whose home aim is to keep other people from coming into this country. Forgive the officer who chooses to, to judge you based on the color of your skin. We must walk in forgiveness. To be, to be a Christian is to be a person who will not have unforgiveness in their heart. Unforgiveness will harden your heart, will cause it to be unholy. Forgive. Jesus says, um, um, if you don't forgive, your heavenly father will not forgive you. Not that he's not capable or willing, but when you forgive, your heart is open to receive. When you don't forgive and you hold on unforgiveness, you stop the flow of God's blessing in your life. Your heart becomes unholy with unforgiveness. Part of breaking up the fallow ground is to be quick to repent. Be quick to turn away from that sin that so easily besets us. Be quick to, to refuse to anger. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. In other words, don't allow the anger to get the best of you. Control your mouth. Control your emotions. God calls us. You may have, the reality is, in your life, is you get angry quickly. But God calls us to crucify that. We're not to be drunk with power. 
drunk with anger, drunk with violence. You may be quick to, to get ready to fight, but you're fighting the wrong battle. For our fight is not against flesh and blood. So when someone comes stepping to you and says something that stirs your anger up, remind yourself of the cross. Remind yourself that you have a helper called the Holy Spirit who has been sent to help you to forgive. I forgave that teacher. I let it go. It won't happen again. I, I'll pull him aside. Won't embarrass him in front of the students. I said, come here, sir. I won't call him boy like I'm, I want to. <laughs> boy, come here. But with respect and honor, I'm going to sell. I'm going to be Christ-like. I chose at that moment not to risk my light, not to dim my light for a moment of vengeance. I chose to forgive. I chose to handle it like a Christian, a saved Christian, Holy Spirit-filled, set apart for God. The kids saw me. They said, oh, wow. They'll be forever etching their mind. Either they look at me weak, but when I'm weak, I'm strong. I have meekness, strength under control. Breaking up the fallow ground means to refuse to allow bitterness to take root in your heart. I'm not going to be bitter over life. I'm not going to be like Lot's wife who turned around and turned into the, uh, uh, a pillar of salt. Yeah, that might have happened to you, but re refuse to allow bitterness to take root. Take, allow the love of God to take root. Amen. Number two, how to fight for a holy heart is to praise God. Psalm 103 says, um, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. So learn how to praise God. When you praise God, you lose sight of what's happening around you and you focus on God who really matters. Praising God is not something that we just do in music and church on Sunday morning, but we should praise God every day. Say, Father, I praise you. I love you, Lord, and I worship you. We should lift up our hands. Our, our children should see us lifting up our hands, bowing down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord and praising him. Say, Lord, I worship you. When you feel like cussing, praising God, start praising God. When you want to say, drop F-bombs, start dropping praise bombs. Oh, I glorify you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you. When that young man spoke to me, I wanted to cuss. Me, the pastor, wanted to say some words that I'm not, I'm familiar with my ears, but not that come out of my mouth. But I chose to forgive and let him back in my classroom. Amen. So praising God will help you have a holy heart. I want to challenge you, encourage you, inspire you, motivate you to praise God every day. Don't just say praise the Lord. No, the word praise means to be boast, to boast, to brag. Lord, I want to thank you. Though things are not going my way today, I thank you that you've been good. I thank you that I got a job. I thank you I got favor with the students I got favor with. I thank you that you even make my enemies at peace with me when I praise you and give you praise and, and go after to pleasing you. I thank you that you come to all the ch chattering. Oh, he just think he's special. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you that the grace that's on me may come on these teachers. That they too may pastor their class. They too may create an environment concerned about their future. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Number three, the word of God. I, I said it repeatedly. The word of God. Colossians 3 verse 16 says, let the words of Christ dwell in you richly. Some of us got to 
pot, we got we got a, a level, a poverty level of the word in our lives. How do, how much word you live is how much word you have in your life. So it's not what you have in your head; it's what you have in your life. The word of God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How do you get the word of God in your in your heart? You got to read it. You got to study it. You got to meditate on it, and you got to memorize it. Memorizing the word will help you. It will strengthen you. It will renew your mind. Giving your mind to the word of God. Baptizing your mind with his word. Glory to God. Number four, you got to guard your heart. Proverbs chapter four, verse 23 says, guard your heart with all diligence. So we're called to guard our heart. Don't just let anything go through your heart, but guard it. Fight for it. Says, no, I'm not going to listen to that gossip because it's going to do something to my heart. I'm going to pray for my enemies because when I pray for my enemies, it, God does something in my heart. Amen. Guard your heart. Refuse to allow bitterness. Bitterness is waiting to enter into your heart. Jealousy is waiting to enter into your heart. Envy is ready to get into your heart. Greed is ready to get in your heart. So guard your heart says, I refuse to allow anything in my heart but God. <laughs> I want God in my heart. I want to meditate his word. I want praises to come out of my mouth. I want to be quick to pray, quick to forgive, quick to show mercy. Don't allow judgment to get in your heart. Let's not be so quick to judge. How to have a holy heart is to be merciful. Be merciful. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be called the children of God. Amen. Number, number five, prayer. How I many know prayer changes things? And I've said it over and over again, even if we're the things that need to be changed. Prayer, praying to God for a holy heart. When the last time you prayed for your heart? Lord, deal with my heart. My, you know when your heart is not right? You know when you have bitterness or pride? There's a scripture in Job, I've mentioned it often. Lord, Job pray, hide me from pride. Lord, I don't want to have a prideful look. I don't want to laugh at that dirty joke. I don't want to give my ears to that which doesn't please you. I don't want to speak words that will curse the images of God that people, that people carry. I want to pray. Pray for the Holy Spirit to sanctify your heart. So pray this prayer after me. Say, Father, Father. sanctify my heart. Deal with my heart. I invite you to deal with my heart. Give me the right heart. Make my heart holy in Jesus' name. Sometimes if you'll just make, allow the Holy Spirit to make your heart holy, those prayers that you've been praying for a very long time will begin to line up that quickly. Have your heart in a place for the Holy Spirit to take it and to make it holy. The word holy is not to be, it, it means to be set apart, to be sanctified, to, to, to belong to the Lord only. Say, Lord, take my heart and make it yours. Lord, let you be the only one who sits upon the throne of my heart. That's what you're praying. Paul prayed it like this in Ephesians 3. He says that Christ may dwell in your heart. In other words, that Christ will be the only one ruling your heart because whoever rules the heart rules the life did you hear that whoever rules the heart rules the life 
Whoever has your heart has your life. Who has your heart this morning? Who does your heart belong to? Don't, we practice giving our hearts away to everybody. I give my heart to this job. I give my, that job will let you go. We'll replace you quickly. That heart, you give your heart to somebody you're not in covenant and marriage with. They'll take it and rip it apart. They'll tur- twist it and stomp on it and run back over again and again and again. You can't trust that person that you are in love with so much as far as you can throw them. Oh, my heart is my children. That child will grow up and leave you and never call you. You got to be careful of practice. I'm not, I'm not speaking that over your children. <laughs> Oh, you're confessing that. No, no, no. I'm just saying that you can't put your heart on every, anybody. You put no, no confidence in the flesh. You don't trust nobody completely but the Lord. He's the only one who's worthy of that type of trust. God must be loved with our, all of our hearts in the ways that we don't love anything or anybody else. I know we love our favorite food, but I, we, our love, our total loyalty should be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We go hard after the Lord because he went hard after us. So, so take that heart and guard it and pray for God to deal with it. And, pr- and when you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit will begin to deal with your heart. You feel anger coming up and you can pray in the spirit, begin to pray in the tongues. And the Holy Ghost will, re- will remind you that your heart is shared abroad with the love of God that the love of God will begin to spring forth. As a Christian, I don't have to pray to love. I have to pray to release that love. I have to pray to be reminded of how much that that God loves me, that I take the love of God and I refuse to allow racism to be my identity. I refuse to allow my past to be my identity. I, I, I allow the love of God to go after those people who are cursing me. Those people who who want to do me harm. Prayer changes us. If the only time you pray is when you need something physically from the Lord, you're missing the aim of prayer. There's a higher way of praying. It's praying to know him. It's praying for you to be more like Jesus. It's praying for your heart to be holy. Praying for you to walk in humility. Praying for you to, to have the mind of Christ. Praying for the nations. Praying for somebody else. Come on. If prayer is all about you and your needs, you've missed the aim of prayer. Because God wants to get us to a place where our needs are met and that we can be a blessing to somebody else. So begin to pray for somebody else because you're sowing seeds for when you are in need, somebody else is going to be praying for you. The reason why some people don't have people praying for them because they haven't sown any seeds. So let's pray for others. Let's bless others through our prayers. They may hate you, but pray for them. Glory to God. Amen. When you pray for others, God deals with you. Pray for your enemies. That person that's doing witchcraft and emotional witchcraft. Trying to control you through emotions and deal with you. Begin to pray for them. And God, even though that person may never change, God will change you and you'll begin to see them and and, and deal with them the way God deals with you. Amen. Last but not least, this all goes hand in hand, is check your motives. Check your motives. Check why you do what you do. What is the reason why you say what you say? Why are you doing what you're doing? Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Sometimes we have the wrong motives. We're trying to impress somebody. Somebody, I'm telling you, if you'll just be yourself, 
Just be yourself. You'll, you'll, you'll be a blessing to people. Because there's no one else like you. Say that, turn to your neighbor and say, there's no one else like you. And it's, say this to yourself. There's no, say this, that there's no one else like me. God has made you unique. You are set apart. God, God who is infinite, who is the creator, has made you special. You are God's special child. Amen. God loves you just as much as he loves his son, Jesus. Oh, his love, you, nothing you can say or do can separate you from the love of God. Amen. You can't stop God from loving you. His love is unstoppable. Even if you choose to not have a holy heart, he'll still love you. If you choose not to ever read the Bible, or ever come back to church, or ever pray, God will still love you. you. If you choose to allow bitterness to ruin your life, God will still love you. Because his blessings reign on the just and the unjust. He's looking for ways to bless people. Glory to God. I just preach myself happy. <laughs> Praise God. Listen, every eye open, every head up. I want you to give you an opportunity to miss hell. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to avoid. Today is your day. If you're not born again, if you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, God sent me to speak this word to you that he died in your place so that you can receive his love. That he was rejected by his father so that, that same, those same hands can receive you as a child. So today is a day. Today, the Bible says, harden not your heart if you hear his voice. So make a decision today. Say, I want this Jesus as you talk about. I want to receive Jesus. I really want a heart transplant. I want surgery on my heart. Though I may be a good person, I need a holy heart. If you're here today, you say, I, I want Jesus. I want to recognize this man who died in my place, who is 100% God and 100% man, I, that he took my place on that cross many years ago. I want to receive him by faith. If that's you, I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to receive Jesus. God bless you. Is there anybody here who wants to receive Jesus? Say, I want to receive this Christ. Is there anyone else who wants to say, I, I give my life to Christ. I want to give him my whole heart. Is there one? Today, if you're sensing the, 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 the God knocking on your heart, that's him. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? If you raise your hand, I want you to join me praying. Everybody join me stand, standing. Let's pray. There's, there's no magic in prayer, but it's faith in God. Amen? So pray this prayer. Close your eyes as, as a way of reverencing the Holy Spirit and, and the Father and Jesus. Lift up those hands as saying that God, you know, back in the school days when I was there, when you raised your hand, you either had a question or you knew the answer. And Jesus is the answer. So we raise our hands to him. Amen. We raise our hands to the answer. There's an old song by Andre Krauss called Jesus is the answer for the world today. Oh, there is no other. <laughs> and so let's raise our hands to the answer. Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer, mean it with your heart and release your faith right now. Say, Father God. I come to you in Jesus' name. I acknowledge that I need the Savior. I believe in my heart that Jesus died in my place. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I call on that name, the name of Jesus. And I thank you for delivering me from God's wrath and saving me to his love. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and mean it, I want to welcome you into the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Glory to God. See one of, see one of us before you leave, and we'll, we have, have some special things for you. We want to encourage you in the faith. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. Amen. Fight for a holy heart. How many of y'all going to fight for a holy heart this week? Go after it. I mean, just have your heart right before God. Glory to God. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey, 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.